Good evening. Good morning. This is Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. We are coming to you just after midnight Eastern time, having just celebrated the Houston Astros' ability to complete one entire baseball game without three or more infielders colliding on a simple sacrifice bunt attempt. Ben Lindbergh is two floors from the top of his New York apartment building, and as always, I'm sitting under the shadow of our spare refrigerator. Ben, how are you this evening? I watched the newsroom, so that was a mistake. Oh, I watched The Hour, The the Hour, oh, which is yeah. the British uh, I watched, version. I watched The Hour. It was, uh, it? It was better than the newsroom. Mm-hmm. I'm not totally feeling it we're halfway through the uh the season but i never got very enthusiastic but i finished it okay so that's our tv segment all right um do you have a uh, baseball related topic i do uh i'd like to talk about tim burdak oh wow. just all over the <laughs> okay. news these days googling furiously <laughs> Uh, and I will uh, be talking about Mike Trout because I think that we're obligated to. Okay, and we will probably have a lot more to say about that. So let's start with Tim Burdak. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One's a bird and one... No, never mind. <laughs> um, so I just came across this article while we were furiously searching for topics, or while I was, you were much more prepared. Uh, and it's called Collins Acknowledges Overuse of Burdak. That is Terry Collins and Tim Burdak. So Mets reliever Tim Burdak uh, has a torn anterior capsule in his pitching shoulder, which is a very bad injury to have. It is what Johan Santana had and what Chris Young had. Uh, His season is certainly over. His career may possibly be over. And Collins was very frank, I think surprisingly frank, about whether his usage might have played a role um, in the injury. So, I, I mean, Tim Burdak is leading the major leagues in games. He has pitched in 56 games. Uh, he is a lefty specialist type, so in his 56 games, he has only thrown 30 and two-thirds innings. So in terms of innings, he has not been overworked. In terms of getting into games and warming up for games, uh, perhaps he has. But... What really surprised me was that Collins said, I don't think there's any question injuries are caused by overuse. That in itself is not a controversial statement. But then he said, it's just the fact that he was in that role, that he was where he had, or it's just the fact that he was in that role that that he was where he had to go out there a lot. There's no question we probably used him more than we should have. Um, Which I think it surprised me that he was so frank about that. Um, I I mean, maybe he's being a little too hard on himself in that it could be just a a convenient coincidence that the guy who's leading the majors in in games pitch now has a serious shoulder injury. Obviously, people who were not leading the major leagues in games pitch have had the same injury. Um, But I wonder, I guess, does it surprise you that he acknowledged that that they just may have flat out been responsible for that. And, and do you think that's something where, I mean, is that something you only realize after the fact when a guy gets hurt, Hey, we might've been using him too much, or is that sort of a calculated risk that you just are entitled to take if a, if you've signed a guy and you've paid for the privilege of using him, however you'd like to use him and he's under contract and he's not objecting. Uh, I mean, are you obligated to, to, 
hold to some standard of usage so as not to endanger someone or is it just kind of let's get the most out of this guy well i uh that is a surprising quote and um it's a lot easier to imagine uh you or i saying it uh, without any information and then having right. uh collins say that we're idiots um I would guess that if he's saying that, without having any information on this, I would guess that if he's saying that, that um, he probably did know that there was um, some sort of issue uh, throughout the process and that um, maybe Burdak had pain that he was pitching through and that maybe they were aware of that. Because otherwise, it, it really does seem like a extremely bold statement to say about a not clear-cut case. Yeah. I mean, like you say, he... Uh, he warms up a lot because he comes into a lot of games, but he's faced 125 batters this year. He's certainly not pushing any records or anything like that. And he's, you know, he, he's 56 uh, games. So that puts him on pace to, to do like maybe 80, what, what is that, like 80, 80 to 83 or something like that. And he's not thrown, I don't think. yeah, he threw 76, he pitched in 76 games three years ago. He faced far more batters than and you know 76 games is almost as many as he would have so my guess is that they wouldn't be saying anything quite this bold if it weren't an issue that they were kind of monitoring and aware of and um i'd like to think that burdak uh wanted to go out in one last blaze of mediocrity <laughs> yeah i i mean maybe it must have been with his consent i i would think if they're being that frank about it that he was just sort of like hey i'm Tim Burdak. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sentences start with "I'm Tim Burdak." <laughs> I bet. Uh, I bet he's like walking into the clubhouse, and the clubhouse guy well, says, to, "Who are you?" Right, he must and he says, "I'm Tim Burdak." Um, <laughs> but I mean, he's a 38-year-old reliever, um, and maybe he just kind of figured, "Let's uh, let's see what happens. If 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 it costs me, it won't cost me all that much." Um, but it is. I, I guess, I mean, the article draws the comparison to Pedro Feliciano, whom the Yankees signed after he was with the Mets for a while and, and just he immediately exploded. And Brian Cashman kind of blamed the Mets for abusing him. Um, so I wonder, I mean, it's probably not uh, a case where you can draw any kind of conclusion or pattern. It's just, I mean, I mean one of those things. He's only, he's thrown one more game than, than the number two guy. He's thrown two more games than the number three and four guys. And he's thrown th three more games than um, at least four other guys. So, um, I mean, it really is not the case that, that his um, his workload jumps out at you. He should really, though, do a screen grab of his baseball reference page because today might be the, yes, the, the only first black... and last day he has black ink. <laughs> well, it was worth it, I'm sure. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure. <laughs> there, as as Collins would say, there can be no question that it was for Tim Burdak to have a black. But well, we're talking about Tim Burdak. There's no way we would have been talking about Tim Burdak if he hadn't made this sacrifice. Oh yeah, and in such reverential tones. <laughs> so Mike Trout. Um, Mike Trout turned 21 today. Um, the thing about Mike Trout um, that is interesting is how hard it is to be interested by anything that anybody says about him right now. I mean, uh, today everybody seemed to do their um, their 20, 21st birthday appreciation of right. Mike Trout. And, I mean, bless all their hearts. They're all great people who write about him. But uh, I didn't really find anything that excited me because he has been 
um, greater than almost any factoid or word can describe this year. Um, and, uh, you know, it's I, the, the interesting thing about him is trying to figure out how, uh, I don't know, I guess how certain greatness is. Are we, are we looking at a guy, uh, how, are we certain, are we almost virtually certain that we are watching a Hall of Fame career from almost the first at bat? Um, or is there still room for him to fail? Um, is there a, a scenario where you, where we we or you or I can imagine him failing that doesn't involve um, like you know a tractor accident? Uh, I, I think I can imagine almost any baseball player failing at this point, having seen some of them fail, despite being so good and starting out so well. Uh, it wouldn't shock me, but mm-hmm. no, it would shock me. It would shock me. Um, but it would, I mean, it would shock me more than any other, I guess, well, you can't really draw a comparison. I was trying to think of a comparison to someone who has done this well at this age, and it's very, very hard to come up with any, and at this level well, of experience. Yeah, let me uh, let me give you a hand. There are essentially um, 10 players in history who have been what you would, what you would call at age 20 before Mike Trout and of the 10 um, six are in the Hall of Fame uh, they're Mickey Mantle, Ty Cobb um, Frank Robinson Al Kaline, a couple others two of them are certainly going to be in A-Rod and Griffey uh, one is Jason Hayward it's far too early to say uh, what he will be and uh, the 10th one is um, not the 10th but the, you know one of the 10 is Veda Pinson uh, whose name I hope I'm pronouncing correctly and who is actually a pretty interesting comparison to Trout because he also was extremely fast he led the league in triples a bunch of times uh, stole a bunch of bases very fast guy good power um, and uh, was was really elite at age 20 and at age 21 and at age 22 and had a nice career. And if that's the downside of Mike Trout, I mean, he's basically a uh, 40 or 50 win career right there. And that's like Bernie Williams. He basically, that the worst case scenario was Bernie Williams. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I know that there's always, there's always um, unpredictability in baseball. And it is notable that Mike Trout was the number three prospect in Baseball America's list mm-hmm. this year. And five years ago, Brandon Wood was the number three prospect in Baseball America's list. So there's always routes to failure, but very uh, it has never happened at, at, at this level that a player has succeeded in the majors this young and uh, not at least maintained a very high level of play. I mean, uh, improvement, I think, might be optimistic. The idea that he's a 10-win player now, so he's going to be a 14-win player <laughs> right. in his prime yeah. is probably more than I'm willing to go. But, but you know, of those uh, 10, if you remove Hayward, of the nine, um, I think um, I think six or seven or so, I looked this up, but I don't remember exactly, had at least one year that was better than their age 20 season. And, and so it, may, it might have even been eight. And uh, so, yeah, anyway, Mike Trout, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, when a when a guy comes up this young and is this good this early, I never really expect him to peak at age 27 like every other player does. Um, it seems like if you were that good that young, uh, 
you may peak a little earlier than that just because you've developed so quickly um, and maybe you won't follow that same trajectory that the average player does because you are not the average player. Uh, yep, yep, yeah. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. We're done. I'm done. I'm done. Are you done? Yeah, I have no more to add about Tim Burdak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, then we'll wrap it up at a reasonable hour tonight. Uh, thank you for talking to me, and thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back with another episode tomorrow.